this is wild. What? Wait till he hears about this one. What, who? Uh, uh, Mr. Miyagi. He's my partner. He's, uh, you want to meet him? He's right across the street. Yeah, why not? Great. You are about to meet the greatest guy. Yeah? This guy, he's funny, he's smart. I mean, you got a problem? He's got the answer. <laughs> he's like no one you'll ever meet. And on top of that, he just happens to be my best friend. Well, Welcome to Karate Kid 3 Minutes, a podcast where we discuss the Karate Kid Part 3, three Mr. Minutes at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. And joining us today, again from Bat Minute, are John and Niall. Welcome back. Hey, happy to uh, to burst into the room here, guys, and uh, insist <laughs> that we talk about this. <laughs> yeah, we forced our way onto this pod. <laughs> uh, yeah, the sign said closed, but, you know, if you want to come in here and turn the lights off. Anyway, uh, <laughs> strangely. Uh, <laughs> all right, so today we're talking about minutes 39 to 42 of The Karate Kid Part 3. They begin with Jessica saying the last thing you would want to hear at the beginning of a first date. And end with Daniel dealing with some last-minute customers. Mm. Uh, we pick up where we left off on Monday in absolute dire straits because, oh, my God, a girl hasn't fallen immediately for Daniel LaRusso. <laughs> <laughs> what? What's I, going on here? I actually love their um, – I'm going to call it relationship. I don't mean in necessarily in a romantic sense. Their relationship in this movie I really like because it basically doesn't go anywhere. And it feels like it's a sort of a stopgap for both of them as characters. Like, ah, oh, I guess we'll hang out for a bit. And and it doesn't, like, they're, they're friendly, but they don't really vibe. And I, I like that. It feels real. Yeah. Yeah. You don't really get any, like, uh, what do we call it? Um, platonic friendships between men and women in movies. There always has yeah. to be this, well, will they, won't they? And the fact that she immediately sets up a, you know, I've got a boyfriend, but we can still be friends. And Daniel's just like, Sure. And then they are friends. Right. Like, it's like, oh, yeah. nice. You don't, you don't get that that often. Although, yeah. to be fair to her, it does feel like her character entirely exists just to be someone for Daniel to speak to. And right. that's about all she really adds to anything. It's like, well, you can't be talking to Mr. Miyagi the whole time. <laughs> so yeah, he, right. needs a, he needs a peer. Yeah. Yeah. But, the, but of course, then the reason thing, but I was like, well, you know, Ralph Macchio is way older than this. Uh, was she like 16 or 17? Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> they decided to change the script. So it's like, well. <laughs> so even though people Macchio, might look though, like he... Sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. To be fair to Ralph Macchio, though, he looks young. Like, he mm. doesn't look 17. <laughs> like her, but he, he does look young. So yeah, I, it, right. it doesn't, it's not as creepy as it might look on paper. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. The fair play to John Alvinson just for like just cover our backs just in case. Just in case. Uh, like, just make, right. get it written down in the sand. Why they're, they're not going out? Well, it's nice also for Robin Lively that like she's 16 years old and Ralph is like, well, let's change the script so we can still have her in the movie. But I don't, you know, it's gonna be a little weird for me, 27 years old, you know, kissing a 16 year old. Uh, in this movie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that wouldn't be right. No, yeah. under any circumstance, you'd feel wrong. Mm. And I, I admire him for that. But he clearly must have gone like, ah, come, we can't, we can't. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe it would maybe be too hard to recast her. That's reminding because I've just finished watching um, the end of uh, the show Pen Fifteen, which is <laughs> a great, great comedy series. But you know, the whole central conceit of it is that these two actresses and their, you know, mid thirties now are playing themselves at thirteen. <laughs> So they are dressed up like kids, but all the other actors are actual 13-year-olds. But because it has to deal with things like first kisses and stuff like that, there's always this awkwardness of like, 
this 30 year old is not going to kiss a 13 year old. Right? Like, that's, <laughs> that's not going to happen. And they have to keep emphasizing the end credits. It's like there were body doubles used, everything was legal, and all this. Oh, like, uh, okay. I was wondering how they got around that. <laughs> yeah. Every time, though, you're like, uh, I don't know if you should film in this scene, man. This is very weird. <laughs> like, no, no, no. We, yeah. It's not, it's, not, it's not a 13 year old. No, Everyone on set was the right age and stuff. Uh, so we get another mention of Elizabeth Ann Rooney, another shout out to the entire full name of this uh, woman who's, whose initials spell ear, by the way. Uh, I don't know <laughs> if that means anything. Um, and, and you know, uh, who's probably sinking in her seat at the theater when she went to see Karate Kid 3, like whoever was named Elizabeth Ann Rooney. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, and, and obviously, if you are – if your name is Elizabeth Ann Rooney and you're out there listening, please – Again, sorry for humiliating you once more, but you know, feel free to email us. Let us know about how your how this film affected your life. Uh, we'd love to know. Um, and so, yeah, Jessica explains we were a little, we were both a little dumb about it. And so, like from what I get, like she got cheated on. Uh, her best friend, uh, she, you know, her boyfriend cheated on her with her best friend. Why was she dumb? Did did she cheat on him with Elizabeth Ann Rooney too? <laughs> it, it, oh yeah, we to be to be serious and dark for a minute. It sounds like one of those situations where the boyfriend's kind of blamed her for his cheating. Mm. Like, well, if you paid yeah. attention to me, then I wouldn't have yeah. had to go and do that. <laughs> right. It'd be yeah. great though if they finally cast him. He's actually the villain of Cobra Kai season oh. five. Like, oh, you ruined my relationship with Robin Lively, off-screen boyfriend. <laughs> That would be great because yeah. when he turns up, you wouldn't you wouldn't know who he was, and he can be scheming all the time, and you're not aware of it. <laughs> well, you would know. I mean, you'd be the first headless cast member on <laughs> Cobra Kai. I was, and how do you cast that? I don't know. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> then who would you cast as Elizabeth Ann Rooney? Because you got to bring in the whole set now as well. So. Yeah, that's true. I I think as a joke, she's got to have big ears. Um, <laughs> get it? Her initials. It'd be great they brought uh, in. It was Hillary Swank played her. And it was just like, no, it's not. It's not the. Oh, that's right. She wasn't Karate Kid for as well. Oh no, we forgot about that. But like, no, she's playing Elizabeth Ann Rooney now. So. <laughs> that would really, yeah, that would be very confusing. I, um, I have a fashion question. <laughs> Please is, go ahead. Is she wearing a jacket for cricket? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, she, uh, I guess, okay. was on the cricket team or something. Uh, okay, I mean, I'm baffled. I, I didn't think Americans really play cricket. And uh, also, I... that's a very American jacket. You don't see that in cricket. Yeah, <laughs> no. that's very bugle boy. <laughs> that's, that's weird. Yeah, it actually, I, I kept trying to squint to see what the writing was. And, and there, there's something on the front of her jacket. It's just like, that, you know, cricket is a game of wickets and balls. And I don't even know. But on the back, I yeah. noticed at the bottom, it said, in honor of the best player of the Australian cricket team. So it's not even just cricket. It's like Australian cricket. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. You know what? Okay. Now, now that I know it says that. She's got this at a thrift store. Yeah. Mm. The, the same. I used to buy like shirts at the thrift store to add to my punky outfits, but they'd be like American gas station workers' shirts and they'd have their names sewn on them and stuff. <laughs> and it's like, that's brilliant. So I right. think it's the same situation here. I, like, I kind of like the idea, though, that she's like, her school has a cricket team and then they just bugged everyone. It's like, well, we want varsity jackets too. Like, oh, God's sake. All right. We'll move some money around the budget to make the goddamn cricket jackets. 
I yeah, mean, it's controversial have... enough over here when they gave cricket teams colourful uniforms. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> there's there's two different types of cricket. There's the, I think the one day cricket games they some, they have like colourful uniforms, and that was like a big deal. Like, oh, that's not proper because yeah. most cricket uh, <laughs> is like three days, uh, three days long per game, and you wear white. Wow. Although it's quite appropriate to the day we're recording, uh, as I was making my lunch earlier, I heard on the radio that apparently uh, Australia, the Australia, Australian women's cricket team has beaten England uh, again. I, I was <laughs> going to say, oh, that's wow. not hard, is it? <laughs> Rubbish at everything. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> in the world, you know, women's cricket championships, apparently that just, that just happened the other day. But uh, that's the one thing, like, I hate cricket uh, because, one, I remember when the one time that England beat uh, Australia, like the full year, people wouldn't stop talking about it. Like it was, a, and nobody cares was... about cricket any other time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they were so goddamn proud that this one time they managed to beat Australia. Uh, and then I also had an ex-girlfriend who was like dementedly into cricket. Like she used to wake up at five a.m. to listen to the cricket scores and stuff. And so I'm, I'm like, you know, oh, if, wow. if, you know, if she is a Robin Lively here is a big cricket fan. Daniel, you dodged a bullet, man. I, I, bar- was... I barely know anything about cricket. I'll. Anytime I hear it, I just hear Raphael from Ninja Turtles in my head. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest, right, and I know some people might hate me for this, you don't want to know about it. Yeah, It's boring. Uh, Imagine baseball, but more boring. Yeah, Mm. yeah, it's awful. It's an awful game. uh, Nobody understands Daniel, those those, those cricket witches. (laughs) (laughs) The one good thing about cricket is they have a break in the middle of the day to have, like, tea and sandwiches. (laughs) So... That's Isn't cool. that every activity in, in uh, England? <laughs> Our lives do <laughs> revolve around tea and sandwiches. <laughs> the yeah. Then you'll be like, oh, like, what, what sandwiches you got? Like cucumber sandwiches. Cucumber, oh, yeah. God, oh. just make, give us a good sandwich, would you? <laughs> That's the traditional sandwich. So why are you eating that? It's, no. just, water, it's just basically water in, in between bread. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's hideous. Uh, but I, I will say I'm, I'm excited for uh, Robin Lively currently. Because I know she was in that uh, disastrous Powerpuff live-action pilot that they shot. She was Miss Bellum. Right. Yeah. Which is like, to be fair, seeing the hair, it's like, well, that's good casting, I guess, actually. <laughs> but like, I'm fat, because I love the Powerpuff Girls. Loved them when I was a kid. Uh-huh. And everything about that pitch, like Diablo Cody was writing a sexy, up-to-date, live-action, <laughs> you know, show about the Powerpuff Girls. No. Where it's all about like sex and drama and stuff. And it's like, that sounds appalling. And then the script leaked. I was like, this is even worse than I, th- I can't wait to see this thing now. <laughs> uh, uh, I was weirded out too, because I was looking in. The, I don't know if you guys watched um, the Chucky TV show they did like last year. No, I, I wanted to, but I don't have sci fi. I'm going to catch it eventually, but because I heard it's good. And it's, 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 it is good. Uh, I was confounded in it because there's a lady who plays the teacher, and for like the first seven episodes, I was convinced it was Robin Lively. Like <laughs> I was just, I didn't even look it up. I was like, yeah, it's Robin Lively because it looks exactly like her. And then I found mm. out, like, like at one point she took off her glasses. And I was like, that's not Robin Lively. And it was like it's some actress called Aunt, like Annie Briggs. Hmm. Uh, and apparently she's only like 34. Robin Lively would be like a lot older than that now. But it's weird if you right. look, if you Google her, Google Annie Briggs, doesn't look like Robin Lively until she puts on glasses. And even <laughs> though Robin Lively doesn't wear glasses, for some reason when Annie Briggs wears glasses, she looks like Robin Lively wearing glasses. <laughs> like it's it's, it's some sort of bizarre teen witch sorcery going on there. Hmm. Uh, 
but I, I, it's I have no other uh, you know venue to put that information until. <laughs> but now there, the world must know that this is a an issue I faced briefly in the year 2021. All right, now that we've gotten onto the biggest of tangents, I'm going to bring us back <laughs> because we need to talk. I need to tell you fun facts about Columbus, Ohio, uh, ah. where Jessica says she's from, and Daniel obviously says why. Wow, because. Uh, he knows some of these facts and how, how fun they are. Um, first off, uh, it's the state capital. Um, Abe Lincoln learned he had been elected president while visiting Columbus. Uh, the first Wendy's opened up there in 1969. Um, <laughs> their hockey team is the Blue Jackets because uh, they manufactured thousands of Union soldier outfits during the Civil War. Uh, famous fe- fe- famous people from Columbus: Major Barrett, uh, Simone Biles, R.L. Stein, and Guy Fieri. Hey, uh, yeah, oh, nice, <laughs> nice. Uh, at the Ohio Historical Center in Columbus, they have a two-headed calf mounted and stuffed on display. If you can go see anytime. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they also erected uh, a bronze statue of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, <laughs> Automatically my favorite place then. <laughs> uh, apparently he won a Columbus weightlifting contest in 1970 and promised that when he retired from bo- bodybuilding, his exact quote was, I'll be back uh, and to put <laughs> together a bodybuilding competition. So he created the Mr. Olympia contest there in the 70s. And in 1989, he launched the Arnold Sports Festival, which is an uh, annual Columbus event that is one of the biggest fitness expos in the world. So, yeah, Arnold just had a great time there in the 70s and decided this is my, this is the place that I'm going to come back to every year. You know, see, that's my only in to that world. I don't really follow, <laughs> even though I like wrestling. I don't, you know, look at me, people, if you see a picture of me, I'm not a bodybuilder. <laughs> Um, but I always see Arnold when it's the the Arnold festival thing. He's always posting. Yeah. Uh, so I I see it that time of year. So I know what that is. I didn't realize it was in a specific place though. I thought you just kind of mm-hmm. moved it around. No. Yeah. Um, and one more annual event that I wanted to mention for Columbus is the called the Duda Parade, um, which is held every July fourth to quote celebrate liberty, satire, and lunacy. Uh, so anyone can march in the parade and they get, uh, people that show up like, uh, I have a list here, uh, the King and Queen of Judah, the, (laughs) the Fishnet Mafia, uh, the, (laughs) the Wilbur Hills Country Club. Okay. Uh, the Feature Creatures Acting Group, uh, true. Oh, here's one. Four men walking abreast, which is just four guys carrying a pink balloon with a brighter pink balloon in the middle of it. Genius. Uh, <laughs> the some group, I don't know what they are, but they're called like, why, the Dairy. Why would she ever have left Columbus, Ohio, if it has this? <laughs> <laughs> well, I gotta get back for the Duda parade. Uh, <laughs> another group, I don't know what they're do, what they do, but they're called the Dairy Air. Uh, <laughs> they had a limousine in it one time that was just basically a stretched Yugo, and. Uh, one of their most popular and longest running uh, groups that march every year are called the Marching Fidels. Uh, basically, a group dressed up like Fidel Castro who just basically stop and conscript bystanders into the Cuban army 
uh, dressing them in camouflage and forcing them to march in the parade. (laughs) This sounds like my kind of thing. I'm on board with this. I got to go to the do not parade. (laughs) Let's do our own version of one, an online version. With the, the grim realization, though, someday where Cuba goes to war and turns out, like, no, those those guys were official. Like, you were <laughs> yeah, all now part yeah, of the Cuban yeah. army. You're all signed You're up. all getting fallen. You got to be Toys there at a.m. tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So Jessica says she's going back to Ohio after Thanksgiving. And since we know the tournament is in December, uh, Jessica won't be there. Um, that, that's, yeah. I, that's fair enough because that makes sense. But mm-hmm. th- there's no goodbye to her or anything. Like nope. I just feel uh, uh, the last time I was watching, I was like, "Why isn't Robin Lively at the tournament?" Like it's just so <laughs> weird that she's like, she's his partner in crime the whole movie, and then it's just like, "Okay, I'm 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 just out." Like he's got bad yeah. things to do. <laughs> it is strange, and and I don't even know why. It, uh, you know the the last scene with her, she's got an open suitcase, and he's kind of says goodbye to her there, and just like thank you basically, and then moves on and goes through the tournament and all that so it's just so weird like why would you not have her be at the tournament as a friend i don't know yeah. <laughs> at least send a postcard like from the duda parade <laughs> her, like, you dressed up here. as fidel castro or something like <laughs> fidel and fishnets like there yeah. you go like <laughs> when, when you get Columbus to the Ohio. tournament when you get to the tournament look around the crowd and see if there's someone dressed as castro maybe it's her she's come back <laughs> big beard yeah uh, she does apologize for coming on strong, leading him on, uh, and she did. She, it's funny. The first scene that they're in seems like it was from the previous draft where Jessica would turn out to be the love interest because she is just like, hey, you want to date? Uh, what are you doing later? I'm, I'm glad they address it because, yeah, she comes mm-hmm. on really strong. So you understand why he thinks, oh, I'm in with a chance here. Right. So I do appreciate that she goes – Ah, uh, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, it feels like they, they switched it mid-filming or something. I know, yeah. it's so it weird. Like, yeah. um, and then he says, don't worry about it, it's refreshing. We could go Dutch. And I just waited for Daniel to kind of start looking around him like, Dutch, Dutch, yeah. like Boba Fett. Uh, <laughs> where? And that's where I started like, writing oh. down in my notes that Dutch is the Boba Fett of uh, Karate Kid because he's he looks cool. He's really intimidating. And then he just gets punched in the chest and he's taken right out of the tournament easily. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do like, uh, though, the the, um, the the term going Dutch is uh, <laughs> it actually comes from England. What? Yes, yeah, we, don't, we don't use it here, though. That's crazy. Yeah, apparently it, it's uh, England and Holland have a, a checkered past, it seems. Mm. Oh, we have a checkered um, past with everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, it was uh, like the term Dutch courage is based, it's actually, you know, it's like, oh, it's a little, you know, a little nip of, you know, alcohol to give yourself the courage to do something. Apparently, mm-hmm. it originally started off as a derogatory thing saying that, like, well, the Dutch are drunks. So, uh, yeah, that's yeah. what they need to do to fight is that they have to get drunk. Did uh, you see uh, Dutch record? Going Dutch is basically uh... means that. No, no, I didn't. No, but, uh, I, I researched this too. Dutch reckoning means an excessively high bill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this must be the the origin of uh, Austin Powers' father. His uh, his famous mm. quote there. The, yes. uh, if there's one thing I can't stand, it's people who are intolerant of other people's cultures and the Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> now there's an extra layer to this joke. Oh my god. <laughs> Wow. Go ahead, Niall. Sorry. But yeah, basically, going Dutch is it just means you're cheap. It's like, yeah, you can't, yeah. like, you don't, you don't, you're not chivalrous enough to pay for 
you know, your partner's dinner. So basically you're a cheap ass who uh, has to <laughs> split the bill. Well, let me say let me say something, right? This might be the 80s here, but in the real world, we're in 2022. As of recording, I, you shouldn't be expected to pay. Like, they, they, go Dutch. Go Dutch. Unless yeah. somebody explicitly... If, if they explicitly invite you out, okay, maybe they're willing to pay. Okay. But don't presume. Yeah. Don't ever presume. Either don't side. Don't ever presume. Nope. Yeah. I do appreciate Daniel jumps on to, like, he sees this as an opportunity to split his, or to, like, refurbish his finances, basically, because <laughs> the way he says, like, oh, we can go Dutch, is basically... He's he loving entirely, it. <laughs> he was entirely planning to pay, but, like, oh, no, now it's not a date. Okay, well, you're paying for your goddamn meal. Thank <laughs> goodness I am broke. This bonsai shop was a terrible idea. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, the other part of my research for going Dutch I found was uh, the Netherlands actually, uh, they don't have going Dutch, but they have an Americans feast. Uh, and it basically translates to going American, uh, where if you go to a party, you have to bring your own food and drink, uh, like oh. BYOB. Uh, <laughs> it's going <okay>. American. <laughs> my, I think you get that thing from I found us, was... we, we take our own drink. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, my my favorite thing I found was because there was a website that basically had people pitching what they believed the origin was, like you know, yeah. different theories. And there was one that said uh, Holland has always had the custom of people being treated as equals. Therefore, if two people go out for a meal and they both have an enjoyable experience, experience, they should both pay half. And then that uh, theory was put in by a guy called John Dutch from <laughs> England. <laughs> It's like, it's not a bad thing. Dutch is cool, all right? <laughs> Everyone knows awesome going Dutch play. is a positive, all right? <laughs> right. Uh, so kind of moving along here, uh, I, I love when Daniel's like, yeah, this is wild. Wait till he hears about this one. I just feel like this is kind of rude because it's like, imagine you're in Jessica's shoes. You're like, you feel bad. You let him down. And he's like, no, I'm don't worry about it. He kind of eases your worries. Like, we'll be friends. We'll go Dutch. Everything's fine. And then as you're walking out, he's like, oh, my God, wait till everybody hears about this one. <laughs> oh, boy, I can't wait to tell. And, you know, yeah. just like, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> yeah, you I can't be, wait you to gossip about this. this to my old yeah. man, best friend. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, a uh, Oh, sorry. What were you saying? I, well, it then, because you mentioned old man, best friend, Niall. It then mm. sort of... um. I appreciated her question to him when she says, why do you call him Mr.? <laughs> Which I thought was an excellent question. Does he ever use his name? Because he's probably trying to be, like, super respectful and Japanese, you know. Yeah. But, but you know, Miyagi, he's American, too. I'm sure he's fine with you using his name, especially if you yeah. want to be friends and not just be, like, a mentor-student thing. No, that's the thing. Like he is his mentor as well. I think Mister is a sign of respect. I'm, I'm. Oh, I, I was thinking about this, and like I swear, I'm never referred to as Mister. Like I have my kids, my kids, my kids obviously call me Dad, but when they have their friends over, uh, uh my wife introduces us with our first names. I'm like, I hate, no, I, my <laughs> friends called my dad, Mr. Burge. You're going to call me Mr. <laughs> but now it's like too late. I can't, I can't insist on that because my wife, my wife was just fine being called her first name. Like we all got to be friends here. And me, I'm insisting like, no, I'm the adult here. Call me <laughs> Mr. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I always felt that was a very American thing. Cause I only ever experienced that from seeing American movies where yeah. like when I grew up, like, yeah, my ne next door neighbor was like, Oh, it's Enda. And his wife Anna and stuff, but you know, then their son was my best friend, but I mm -hmm. never called him Mr. Gallon or anything. Like, but seeing TV shows, we're like, you know, 
Mr. Wilson and Dennis the yeah, Menace. And yeah, yeah. It always seemed to be like, you know, even Bart Simpson would call Ned Flanders. He wouldn't call him Ned. He'd call him Mr. Flanders. And it's like, that's it. I don't know. I assumed it was an instilled thing in American culture. Like, yes, you call your friends, parents, Mr. and Mrs. and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, well it, you know, and a... I think it's like there. There's also that thing where it's like you know you say, "Oh, Mister Mister Burridge," and like, "No, call me Robin." You know, you have to at least wait for that permission to be like, "Okay, we're gonna be personal about uh, the way you uh, talk to me." You know, you, you've, you you've know? tipped your cards here, Robin. You just wanted to say, "Oh, Mister Burridge was my father." You're just been, <laughs> you've been waiting to say that line your entire life. <laughs> that's that's another one. That's great, yeah. Uh, well. But, this might ruin some people's view of uh, of England, at least. I don't know about Ireland, but we're not we're not polite, uh, really. Um, we don't we don't do that. We don't yeah we don't do the Mister thing. Uh, weirdly, that's one thing I would say maybe is a stereotype here of Americans is like oh they're super polite all the time. <laughs> really? Oh no. <laughs> yeah yeah like like calling people sir and ma'am. It's like whoa whoa whoa. I've never been called any of those. <laughs> oh, I'd love to be called sir. You know, you know, from from people that don't know me, you know, like if I wouldn't obviously want my friends to call me sir, but <laughs> you know, without adding, you're making a I'm scene. Up. I earned it. <laughs> I grew. Uh, <laughs> so uh, some other things here. Daniel's. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. No, I was just gonna say this. Um, you're saying the other episode there, like the Daniel, and this comes off more like the Cobra Kai Daniel than he does in the first, you know, Matt, yeah, two two movies. And I love it comes to me from all this where he's bigging up Mr. Miyagi because at this point in Cobra Kai, it's like, dude, like stop treating him as if he's God, you know, yeah. like get over Mr. Miyagi with you. <laughs> like, beginning it up yeah. your... And here it is. It's like, holy crap, man, cut the cord with this guy. Like, <laughs> I know you, you need a father figure and stuff, but like, Jesus, Daniel, calm it down, man. But he's and the best. Guy, yeah. But it's, I mean, he's saying about like, oh, he's so funny and all this. It's like, is he funny, Mr. Miyagi? <laughs> like uh, he's, he's funny. He's not I mean, funny. he's a nice guy. I like Miyagi, but it's it feels like he, he's really elevated him to the status of. He's like, funny because he's rarely funny. Like yeah. it's like he's like rarely funny. So when he's funny, he's uh, that's really funny because it's surprising. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. This so one, the quote like, is, if, I, if I was Robin Lively, I'd be getting a bit like, <laughs> okay, I think I'm out of dodge something with this kid because <laughs> he seems to be really, really into this old guy that he, that yeah. he hangs out with. Yeah, uh, it was funny. I mentioned red flags when he, in the first conversation with her, the the ripping the boyfriend's head off for, as one of them. Um, uh, but yeah, that's you know Daniel's got all sorts of red flags. <laughs> oh yeah. So the quote weird is moment uh, where I was actually on Antley Larusso's side when he's like, I'm kind of sick of hearing about Mr. Miyagi. You know, <laughs> I was like, I would be too. Jesus Christ. Uh, the quote is, I'm going to read the quote. You're about to meet the greatest guy, this guy. He's funny. He's smart. You got a problem? He's got the answer. He's like, no one you'll ever meet. And on top of that, he just happens to be my best friend, which is basically how I explain, <laughs> explain Matt whenever I say, Aww. like, oh, yeah, my co-host on Karate Kid Minute. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't Aww. met him, Harriet. Uh, he's interested in like an award show or something. As I was like, <laughs> you know him. You love him. It's you Mr. Him. Miyagi. <laughs> Woo! Uh, give me a second. I got to turn the lights out. Uh, um, <laughs> a car goes by, by the way. we I, I can do a sound tra soundtrack uh, check here. A car goes by blaring uh, a song called In a Trance by the Norwegian band Money Talks. Uh, yeah. It's on the soundtrack. And that's about all I know about Money Talks or In a Trance because there's 
other obviously no mention. It really just feels like I was like it's such a brief, fleeting appearance by the song as well. It's like, well, we do have yeah. the rights for, for the, the soundtrack album. And I, I guess maybe they weren't at that level of like, you just put whatever you want on a soundtrack album and say it's music inspired by the movie or whatever the hell and like let it go. But like, no, it, it has to be in the movie, I, I guess. And again, like, you know, I, I mentioned this about the song that Jessica has Daniel turn off. And now here we have a song in a car that goes drives by. And I'm sure both of these bands are just like, oh, my God, I'm going to be on the Karate Kid 3 soundtrack. Those last two soundtracks blew up. Like, I'm sure mm, mm. they got Little River Band as the main song for this. What? No, I guess maybe mm. the soundtrack won't work. Out. <laughs> Little River Band. Um. All right, so uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, so Jessica is introduced to Mr. Miyagi, and uh, I just thought, wouldn't it be funny if Miyagi was acting like embarrassing dad here and kind of like winking and being uh, like, you guys are going to have a little fun tonight, huh? Make <laughs> sure you're safe. <laughs> like, no, 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 she's a friend. <laughs> friends. Oh, friend, <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I kind of wanna... felt a little bad for Miyagi here because he's been built up so much now. It's like, there's no way he's going to live up to those expectations <laughs> of and like, this guy is going to come down on a sunbeam and yeah. just be like the, yeah, when she... the wittiest, you know, most charming guy in the history of the universe. Yeah. Yeah. When she meets him, he's, it's basically like the most plain yeah. <laughs> two people ever. Like it's very nice, very lovely, but not very memorable, maybe. Right. Right. He gets that I... one good line about like, oh, I never knew retirement would involve so much hard work and it's like oh there's that classic miyagi wit right there <laughs> he's full yeah, of and it's kind of a slam against daniel like yeah daniel's out here getting ready for a date and and burning <laughs> applications meanwhile i've been working all day i came back home just for a statue to go work some more <laughs> what's this kid doing and you know daniel says to her as well you know what do you think about the place and I'm I'm here just uh, thinking to myself, Daniel, it looks bad. You've been lazy. There's work to do, and you're uh -huh. hanging out with your friends. Come on, you started it this looks, business. It looks better than before, but it's been it's that's all Miyagi's doing. Yeah, there's still a lot to do. Like I'm sure it's going to be wonderful when they've done it up, but there's a lot of work ahead. <laughs> I do like uh, Miyagi's little uh, his his little maneuver to get out of the conversation. I'm like, you want to see inside the shop? Here, Daniel, go take her inside. I'm, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to show you. Yeah, Get right, right. You. It's like that thing people do where you're like, oh, do you want a cup of tea? Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, the kettle's over there. Make me one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to get that for him? Uh, yeah. Uh, Robin Lively uh, mentioned that uh, Pat Morita was the sweetest on the set, and she says she went to junior high with Pat Morita's daughter. Um, so. <laughs> She's got I was gonna say, the for a second, you're going to say she went to junior high with Pat Morita. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. yes. He looks way younger than I thought. He's a late bloomer. <laughs> uh, and some of the some of the camera work, I, I love how the, the uh, it, I don't know, it, it do I love it? It's weird how the camera kind of like, there's a cameraman basically following Daniel and Jessica across the road. And it, it kind of, the camera kind of bobs as it's falling and finally comes to a stop. And it seems like it's a, it's a reality show for a moment there as they uh, film that conversation too. Yeah. And is it, uh, is it maybe, may, let me, let me try and be artistic here. Is it maybe to give us the feeling they're being watched? Ooh. Because be we know what's going to happen coming up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
be seen through the eyes of a snake. Hmm. I also love how Miyagi's standing on the lowest stair to, so we could talk eye to eye with uh, Daniel and Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> Clever well, are, are these the stairs, the ones that are still still yep. standing? Oh, yep. wow. There we go. Mm -hmm. If you want to go and, stand on those stairs, <laughs> they're still there. And these guys potentially, you know, watching camera work wise, you know, they're, they're waiting for Miyagi to leave because they're not stupid. They know we can't <laughs> mess with that guy. We can, right. we can screw Daniel up because mm. he's a loser. But, but the Aggie <laughs> will kick our butt. So uh, Jessica and Daniel chat a little bit about uh, how he knows Miyagi and that he teaches him karate. And he and she says that he doesn't look like a karate teacher. And I'm, I suppose, like, karate teachers are supposed to look, like, tough-looking and bigger, maybe? I, I don't know. <laughs> Aren't you a little short for a karate teacher? Ah. <laughs> That's how it is. I guess, yeah, I guess you maybe would think of like someone like, like Crease. Yeah, just mm. just a Japanese Crease, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Daniel illustrates uh, the kind of lesson um, Miyagi would teach. Yeah, I love how he's like half the time he teaches me stuff, and I don't know what I'm being taught. You know, <laughs> it's just like <laughs> Jessica's like hmm. <laughs> taking notes. <laughs> but I tell you what, we see as viewers that it. It is sinking in because I think this shows the future Daniel that we get in Cobra Kai because he's actually a good trainer. Mm. He thinks he doesn't have the Miyagi touch, but it is sinking in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, they'll never, I wonder if they will ever bring in the little pottery move just as, a, right. as an Easter egg, whether to have the <gasps> show of Dimitri. Oh, this little pottery thing that I do. Like, it's like, oh, hey, that's great, Mr. LaRusso. <laughs> How have yeah. they resisted? Mm. The, the, mind, the mind this franchise for so many little in jokes and stuff that one's just sitting right there for them so oh yeah uh you know especially like if it's like um somebody tries to mug daniel and he decides to use the <gasps> the vase move yes. uh, <laughs> i came up with this one myself it's <laughs> yeah. not that bad an idea as well because that is kind of what these moves are based on and things i mean i'm not i've not really done martial arts in this sense i've done tai chi and all the moves in tai chi are based on different things different attacks you can mm. fight with tai chi you just speed it up basically mm. uh, but it'll be, like my teacher would show me moves and i'd be like what the hell are these i don't understand what uh, but when he would come over and explain what they were like oh actually this motion is a block it's like ah then it sinks in then you get it mm. whereas you didn't get it before it just looked like a random like why do i move my hands like that <laughs> yeah yeah uh, and it's here when uh, the lights go out and we hear S Snake comes in and says, ooh, room for one more down there. <laughs> that is Gross, a good one. Gross, dude. Come on. <laughs> I mean, it like, does oh, look man. a little bit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. You have to say just up front, Snake, everything about this character I love. Just yeah, <laughs> everything about him. Love or like laugh? Kind oh, of he's hilarious because live, oh, laugh, love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like it's everything. It's just he's just sort of a baffling addition to this whole thing. Mike Barnes, I get, but why is it? Because he's not he's not part of like Barnes's crew. Like he worked for Terry Silver. Like he seemed to be just hanging around the Silver compound or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so is he? Yeah. Is he a karate guy or is he got? Is he <laughs> he's a the boy to be bad with if you want to be bad? But that's yeah, why he should whatever be that Mike's means. friend. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. Was he living there? It seems like what? he's 
it looks like maybe he's like 18 or 19 or something. Is he just yeah. some random thug that Terry Silver has picked up for general thug goon purposes? Yeah. <laughs> Who is this guy? And why is it? And the fact too that he's called Snake. It's just like such a generic, <laughs> crappy name for a bad guy. Plus every so single Cobra guy, Snake. Fine. <laughs> every single movie and cartoon when we were young now, so probably around this time, always had two bullies. One mm. who's the tough one, one who's the mouth. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. this is just hitting all the tropes. <laughs> I, anyone, I... anyone with the nickname Snake makes me laugh as well. It, it always feels like that must be self-assigned. Like yeah. someone wants to be like a tough, like, oh, yeah, my hard ass. Like, call me Snake. It's like, yeah. Well, yeah, you know. the, the actor did come up with the name. So, <laughs> <you know. laughs> The actor Jonathan Avildsen, by the way. Oh man, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I love the idea that like how he actually got into this movie was like by just barging on set and then like, Dad, who wrote that part for me yet? And like <laughs> throwing the script at him. Write it, write it now. That's how I've got every success I've ever had. So. <laughs> Uh, I, so, I, love every, I just love this repeated plot point, too, of just, like, yeah. everywhere Daniel Russo goes, these guys are just going to kick the door in any second. They get on the side of a piece of paper. It's just insane. What, what's the deal with him turning the lights off, too? Just, like, every, and, and the second time they show up, he turns the lights off as they come in. Just like, what, what are you doing? Like, now we can't see each other. It's drama, darling. Yeah. He's, 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 he's seen, you know, Batman. He knows, like I said, you know, the darkness is your ally. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. It turns out the light doesn't make any difference, really. But like, oh, sure, I, I can slink into the shadows now. It's a perfect time to quote Batman. You know, Daniel turns around. And, what are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Snake. Snake. Yeah. Someone's yeah, been watching uh, Escape from New York. We're we're not open, and he says, "Well, the door was." And Daniel's like, "I meant for business, pal." It's like, "Hey, wise guy." <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know that's the way. If the door's open on a business, the business is open. Mm. Keep that door I've locked. Been, yeah, I've, I've been there before. I've had to. Um, mutual friend of me and John uh, used to run a vintage clothing store. Okay, easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember days of like. You know, she'd go on holidays, like, would you mind running the store for me for a couple of days? Like, oh, yeah, sure. And, like, you know, you go in and it'd be, like, a hard day and you're just locking up. But then you're, like, literally about to close the door and you find out that someone's in there. And you just have to stand and wait yeah. and wait and wait whether to just look at all <laughs> yeah. the stuff. And you're like, get the hell out! <laughs> but and then they, go, a... they always left without buying anything. It was always like, you just wasted uh... the time for nothing. I've told you before now, but, I, I mean, I used to work in a video game uh, store. And I would get people. <laughs> you that sentence. I was like, "What?" Yeah, yeah, Tron technology. John used to go in to uh, the, the video game. I mean, I invented that tech. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I worked in the store, and I would have people when I was locking up, and and I was bringing the shutter down. It was like an electronic one. They would roll under the shutter like Indiana Jones to come into the shop. <laughs> oh my god! And I'm like, I can't serve you. I've like. You know, I've put all the money away. That everything's locked. <laughs> I was like, oh, but I want to buy an Xbox. I, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I'm going home. That's the snake method, though. They probably saw yeah. Karate Kid 3. He's like, that guy got what he wanted. <laughs> he just barge in and just insist that it happens. Oh, and so he, so Snake tries to intimidate. He's like, I didn't come here for business. Came here to talk to you. We heard you weren't entering the All Valley this year. Is that true? I I swear, like, he's written like Dutch, but he looks like Pugsley Adams. And I don't <laughs> – he's like – I'm like, I don't think you're doing what you think you're doing. And 
the funny thing, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to try my best not to quote them as much, but since it's fresh in my mind, I watched the riff tracks of Karate Kid Part 3 oh, last yeah. night. Mm. And it was so funny during this scene, they're like, is he being sarcastic? <laughs> like, uh, it's like every single thing that comes out of his mouth is just like, nah, nah. Yeah. Yeah. One, one note. That's all. <laughs> yeah. It, it reminds me of the bullies that you got in Power Rangers. Those two, <laughs> like, punks. Oh, yeah. well, the, it was always punks back the in the bunk day. Bunk and Skull or whatever they called them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it, it, I was actually surprised when I looked them up. I thought for like a split second that it was the guy who played Herc in The Wire. You know, that guy who's <laughs> yeah. like King, Kingpin's oh. dad and Daredevil and stuff. He, yeah. he looks like a, a, a baby version of, of him. But like, oh, it's just, uh, I, I love everything about Snap. <laughs> because it, particularly too, like Daniel is the All Valley Karate Champion. Mike Barnes can come in and threaten him. Yeah. But this guy, who is this guy? Like, why is he saying, like, <laughs> I oh, yeah, why I are you here? Out of this kid. <laughs> like, well, I, like uh, I don't like to talk. Like, give me a guy who, who knows how to talk. Like, <laughs> well, I think I can do that. Like, you've been, yeah. you been sarcastic, are you? Like, yes, of course I can talk. It's I, so weird I, that he had Mike, Mike has somebody to talk for him until he just at the end of this segment he just kind of gets frustrated. He's like, all right, it's not, this is not going anywhere. Uh, <laughs> like, um, there is a bit of confusion here for Daniel though because he's he he hears from snake he's like oh i heard you're not gonna enter the all valley and daniel's like wait where did you hear that um and in the junior novelization you know because we in the junior novelization we don't know how they heard it um but i'm assuming that you know terry went home and <laughs> woke snake up and <laughs> uh and and told him all about it and then they went out but from the junior novelization, it says, um, Daniel was surprised that anybody knew about it. After all, he'd only decided a few hours earlier. He wondered if somebody could have been spying at Mr. Miyagi's. It was possible, but he could not think of a reason why anybody would do that. Oh, that's <laughs> And I'm just like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> why would that they would do actually really... that? Corporate actually espionage really is a bit because... Imagine like the paranoia that would instill in you, though. Been like, <laughs> yeah, I've not told anybody but Mr. Miyagi about this. How would they know that? Like, it's literally Miyagi, just I think your happened. house is bugged. <laughs> yeah. Every time I, you say I, anything, you're like, I think we're alone, but I don't know. Like, <laughs> who could be in the chimney this time? I think. I just love alone. how the novelization is just like, uh, nobody would be that ridiculous to spy on us about the tournament. <laughs> what? Hey, it's important business in this town. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's too late now to go back, but they really should have had a character note in Cobra Kai of Daniel Russo constantly locking doors behind him, and every time he goes near a fireplace, like taking out the poker and like jabbing it up just to make sure and stuff, and stilling that in like Sam and Anthony too is like make sure that the chimneys are cleared. All right, you never know. <laughs> you never know. Right. Um. All right. So, uh, Mike gets involved, and uh, that's where we kind of. Uh, end this segment. I don't know if you guys have any other notes uh, for this segment. Uh, uh, no, no, I've got, I've got more notes on Snake, but they can wait till next time. <laughs> Same. I, I mean, could write a symphony about Snake, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I would definitely like to reconsider uh, ending this episode since you guys are so intimidating, but uh, it is time to wrap up and we thank you for coming by. Uh, do you want to come back on Friday for another three more Karate Kid three minutes. 
yeah, uh, I think yeah. we can make it. Our training, <laughs> you know, if we can fit it around our training. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Well, on Wednesdays, we plug ourselves. Please send feedback to KarateKidMinute at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or join the Miyagi-Do Karate Dojo Facebook group. Just search for Karate Kid Minute. You'll find us. And if you got a minute... Uh, leave us a nice rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you uh, download podcasts from. We'd really appreciate it. And until next time. Well, since Snake has arrived on the scene, now the real pain begins, Danny boy. Danny boy.